0: Hey everybody, summer is winding down.
1: Veg-cast.
0: And VegCast 89 is winding up. Veg-cast. A full menu from first to last, Veg-cast. Yes, this is the last Veg Cast of summer 2010. As uh, the equinox is just a few days away now, but uh, we have, as always, a full menu, nay, a cornucopia, in keeping with the oncoming harvest theme uh, of uh, veg castery for you. Uh, first of all, we're going to actually change gears and start off with a very brief interview uh, with a guy behind a new song called "Oh, Oh, Why, Oh, Why Must We Eat the Animals?" and a website and nonprofit corporation. Uh, that backs that up. An interesting angle on vegan advocacy there. We're then going to go up to Allentown, Pennsylvania to have a featured interview with a guy we heard very briefly uh, in a previous VegCast, Gary Abramowitz, who runs Fresh Tofu, Inc. and supplies Horizons in Philly and other places in Philly as well as other places all over Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York with fresh tofu and seitan. And we're also going to have a science fact about how eating animal protein can cause you to die. That's right. That's what it's about. I'm sorry I don't do the studies. I just report on them, and we're going to be reporting on that. So please uh, sit back, relax, and crank up your MP3 player as we deliver to you this 89th edition of Veg. Now, first of all, I want to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Light Life, makers of smart dogs and more, veggie goodness for you and the planet. And without any further ado, let's kick off the show with a little musical spotlight. We're going to talk to Cyrus Perasta about the song, Why Oh Why Must We Eat the Animals? All right, we are talking right now with Cyrus Parasta, uh, the man behind uh, OYOY.org, and the song, uh, which we're about to hear, Why Must We Eat the Animals. Uh, Cyrus, uh, thanks for taking some time out to talk with us on VegCast. Thanks so much for having me. And can you just explain? You seem to, you have a whole site now that whose domain name seems to either be uh, basically taking off from the song, or uh, this this is a, an overall ideology you're trying to get across. What's the what's the concept of YOY.org?
2: We've got a dream here of promoting vegetarianism through a compassionate means and through positive. Uh, mantra and memes such as song, video, and hopefully, hopefully taking the conversation from the heart space. That's really what we're trying to do with OYOY.org. And so we've got our we've got this first song that we that we're really passionate about, and we hope our list, your listeners get excited about is our is our first real real plunge into into trying to make vegetarianism sort of fun and loving and not sort of shock value and and, and critical and what have you. And, and so we're trying to invite uh, our viewers and our supporters to contribute and come forward with whatever they're working on and we've got a number of other projects in the hopper that we're that we're working on as well.
0: Okay, but the the oh, why, oh, why, must we eat the animal that concept is still going to kind of be the basis for uh, the site and you you've actually got a non-profit set up behind it is that Right. Absolutely. We've got a
2: nonprofit set up. We're trying. We basically have a number of videos that we're working on for the future in terms of how do you bring people to ask, oh why, oh, why? How do you ask people to ask the question with an in a, from an open-hearted perspective and from compassion and. Analytical compassion about what we're doing, and so we've got a very interesting uh, uh, video that we're working on now, and an animation on uh, on the fish, and how do you actually how do you make people feel compassionate about the fish under the sea, which is something that you know not 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 always so easy to do. But these are the kinds of projects that we're working on. And, and so we really thank people for visiting the site and hopefully donating and, or volunteering or getting involved in some way, shape, or form. We can, of course, really use your help. This is truly a grassroots movement. It's a bunch of people here in the uh, Los Angeles area who got together and we basically just want to make this happen. And I'm, I'm working with a wonderful team and would love to just to, to, to expand our, our, our vision and horizon and look for your viewers for support and help.
0: Okay, well, we will have uh, the song coming up uh, right after I say goodbye to you, and uh, we'll have obviously the site in the show notes, and uh, people can come and uh, keep up with the latest at oyoy.org. So, Cyrus, thanks for talking with us on VegCast. Thanks for having me.
3: Well, you don't know. Oh, wow. I, oh, I. Me look around the world, and I'm not it until I see it. I give with a blessing, it's like them not see it at all, make us show love and life and behave as if the God in all beings matter. On the yogis, they teach us a hymns, and uh, landfall balance to be happy and free for all the beings of this world. With the animals, the plants and humanity, sweet fruit and abundant vegetation, the gifts of a mother earth. The Garden of Eden is ours for cultivation. Our human right from birth. So tell me, why must we? for homes The clownfish you see made in pairs And the dolphin, they That speak like me The whales have Global communication Intelligence is all I see So tell me Why must we Vegetarian, healthy is the solution for global warming and the planet's prosperity. So tell me, why must we eat the animal There is no reason that I can see. So- Revolution, changing the buttons can seem so hard, you open up your heart and let down your guard. send your answers, answers to your questions might and might you may find the light that we all have inside. In the spiritual world there are no slaughterhouses and you don't just talk, you sing, you don't just walk, you dance. In the trees, the trees provide you with everything you could ever possibly need. Yeah, so
0: right. Right now we are speaking with Gary Abramowitz of Fresh Tofu, Inc. up in Allentown, PA. Gary, welcome to VegCast. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good to have you. And uh, we spoke to you very briefly uh, up in New York uh, with the James Beard event uh, at Horizons. And that uh, basically will lead me to my first question for people who uh, may not have heard that episode or want to catch up more fully. What exactly is uh, what is it that you do with Horizons?
1: Um, we are their supplier of organic tofu. Uh, we also supply them with organic tempeh and uh, seitan.
0: Okay. And uh, you, I believe you told me that you actually now handle the, the Ray's seitan.
1: Ray's is in our factory. We built a separate uh, area for him about three years ago, and he's been operating in uh, Allentown with us.
0: So Ray comes up there and makes the seitan.
1: He's making the seitan in the building, and, and we are the master uh, distributor.
0: Okay, that's great. Um, well, one thing that has always uh, I've been curious about. I mean, I did do a previous VegCast where I went to uh, a, a tofu uh, operation here in Philadelphia and saw tofu being made, but I don't really understand how satan is is made. I mean, I've never made it myself. Uh, it seems like a complicated process. Can you just give us a very quick overview on that?
1: Yeah, it's it's, um, it's very labor-intensive, but not that complicated. Uh, basically, you're starting with uh, flour and water mix like you would for bread, and it's mixed to a, a doughy consistency, and then uh, it rests for a little bit, and then you rinse away the bran and starch, and you're left with the gluten. And the gluten is then uh, boiled uh, in a tamari uh, water and seaweed broth, and uh, when after it's uh fully cooked, you have seitan.
0: okay and how i mean that sounds simple enough, but is, is there are there particular problems with doing that on a like an industrial scale
1: um, you know it, it finding consistency and getting your method you have you know flour is a big variable in uh you know anything that you get, same thing with soybeans. Every every month we get soybeans, they act uh, a little differently. Uh, different farmer, different field, or sometimes uh, same farmer, you know, a field right next to the other field, and they're different. And the same huh. thing happens with wheat and flour. So you have to be able to, um, you know, adjust, right. seeing how things are coming out.
0: Okay. Well, so how did you get into this, this whole racket? I mean... Uh you know, I see your uh, your stuff at, at Whole Foods. I imagine you must be uh, distributing it to other places around the southeastern Pennsylvania area. Uh, what's the whole, if, if you can give us a little capsule history of how you got into this business and what, uh, you know, how it's uh, wound up where it is today.
1: Uh, sure. Um, I, my, my background back in uh I'm going to date myself here, back into the early 80s, I was a vegetarian chef in uh a little cafe in New Jersey. And um, I met a fellow who was uh, opening a tofu factory in Easton, Pennsylvania. We became friendly and um, eventually uh, we joined forces. Um, Shortly after that, uh, he left. And since 1988, it's been mine alone. I I, uh, uh, joined the business in 1985. So this is the 26th year, I believe. Mm-hmm. or fresh tofu. And, uh, it started out just real, you know, a couple two, two person company just making tofu in pails and selling it in bulk. And, um, you know, when I joined uh, into the company with my, uh, cooking experience, started making other products and, um, you know, the rest, it just, it all has just, uh, exponentially grown for us. We've been very fortunate. Um, you know, it, it's, I, I tell people, you know, we haven't spent, you know, the only money we've spent in 26 years in advertising has been T-shirts. Um, it's, right. been, it's been word of mouth and a wild ride uh, since then. Um, so, yes, we we're, we we're, we're, we distribute, uh, you know, the whole concept was locating in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. You're uh, an hour from Philly, an hour from, uh, an hour and a half from New York, and you have the whole New Jersey area very, very uh big marketplace, you know, within a hundred mile radius. So that was the intention to uh, do a fresh tofu that actually, I mean, and, and it's still to this day, uh, you know, we take orders on Monday, we're making the stuff Monday, Tuesday, these restaurants and stores in Manhattan are, are getting uh, a, a one day old tofu. Mm-hmm. And to a, a large extent, our, you know, the business still runs that way. One
0: day, I think you want to say one day fresh tofu. One, day, fresh. one day old, that sounds nobody wants old tofu <laughs> um so you're you're uh distributing tofu all over the the place around uh basically this whole uh, tri-state area of new york new jersey uh pennsylvania and is are you doing the same thing with seitan or is that really only a raise thing with Philadelphia or how does, how no, it's does that all? F-
1: the same, same marketplace. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's our, that's our direct distribution, you know, where we go with our own trucks. We, we also have other distributors who, uh, go as far as Florida and as North as, uh, the Boston area.
0: Well, now, so you've been, uh, basically, you know, getting this out to different, uh, townships, localities within this overall region, uh, for a quarter of a century, basically, have you noticed any any particular trends in terms of? Uh, I mean, I would imagine there, the the market is generally increasing over the long term. But have you seen? Oh, you know, North Jersey used to be really gung ho for seitan. Now they're switching to tofu. Now this is falling off in this area, but picking up on that or anything like that.
1: Um, I don't see trends that way. I mean, the the trend has been, you know, obviously in in the early '80s, uh, tofu, you know, was a It was fair game for a lot of jokes, and, you know, people took a lot of shots at it. Right. And it was not a very uh, popular food. You know, it wasn't accepted by the mainstream. And um, over the years, um, places like Whole Foods and just the the, the whole vegetarian movement has validated uh, tofu in in the Western uh, world here. And um, it's now a staple, lucky for me, you know. and. Um, so the, the the growth and acceptance has been exponential over the years. In terms of this area, used to be good, and then you know now it's not. It, it it's pretty much just increased everywhere.
0: Okay, well that's good. Yeah. Well, and so have you? I mean, you, you're saying obviously the vegetarians have helped get put tofu on the map. Uh, are you are you diversifying at all in terms of what you put out? You what basically is the extent of your line? Well.
1: We, you know, obviously we do the uh, the tofu in bulk and in pre-pack where an individual would buy it. Um, we also do a baked marinated tofu, a lemon pepper marinated tofu, a baked stuffed tofu, um, a mock egg salad to- uh, called tofu no egg salad. Uh, we do a spinach dill spread, a, um, a Mama Bella's no-meatball, a Krabby Patty, which is like a mock uh, crab cake made wow. of tofu. Um, and we also... Uh, Hit a ready-to-go market with um, pre-made sandwiches, um, mm-hmm. different burgers, and uh, baked tofu slices on rye, and you know. Uh, I think I've, I think that's pretty much the line there. Well, yeah, that's
0: that's more than uh, I'm used to seeing down here. I got to get up there to Allentown, I guess. Well,
1: no, I mean you you, you got to shop in the right place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so is it just uh, let us know about you know I I often on VegCast will talk about Philadelphia specifically and our. Uh, our restaurant scene here but what's, what's the scene like up in Allentown itself?
2: Allentown has
1: um, In terms of vegetarian restaurants It's uh, pretty slim pickings I mean there are, there are nice restaurants That offer vegetarian fare uh, Some ethnic uh, restaurants That have uh, vegetarian fare But uh, there really is not a, uh, a, a Solely uh, Vegetarian or vegan restaurant In the Lehigh Valley hmm. uh, I believe uh, someone could do well uh, by doing that, um, yeah. there are several res- um, health food stores um, and co-ops, um, but uh, yeah, in terms of the, you know, having a, a real vegan restaurant up here, it's not happening yet. There's someone possibly going to be doing one that I heard of, but right now, not.
0: Well, maybe that's uh, that's a new uh, area for fresh tofu to diversify into. <laughs>
1: And, and I've been there and, and did that and I'm, I'm happy being a man okay
0: actor. well let me, let's just uh, you had touched on your own history as a vegetarian chef now you were cooking vegetarian and uh, you you must have some uh, tips as a chef for uh, uh, you know how people can use tofu I mean I don't know uh, You're you're making all these various uh, pre-packaged products. Do you have any anything to leave our listeners with if they're looking at a big slab of tofu and wondering what they can do with it?
1: Well, um, I eat tofu, you know, probably two three times a week. And one of my favorite ways is and they're all simple preparations uh, is uh, barbecued. You know, throw it on the grill, Uh, get a nice marinade uh, or barbecue sauce, and uh, put it on your grill. Leave it on there for a good five minutes. Get a good uh, browning, uh, uh, as they say on each side. And, um, that's, that's one way I, I really enjoy it. Um, also, you know, stir fries is a popular way. We also like to use tofu to make a, uh, sort of a mock ricotta cheese, just crumble it with onions and basil and, uh, lemon juice and garlic and, uh, use it in a lasagna or a stuffed shell or ravioli. And, um, very very easy and uh very satisfying that way mm-hmm. um our our meat you know burgers it, it's very adaptable and we do a meatball which uh, people love um you know there's so there's you know people have gotten very creative over the years with uh cooking with tofu but generally i think sticking to the simple preparations is used and baked tofu i should leave out baked tofu great great way to use it um you know, just marinating it in a, you know, a soy sauce-based marinade with different herbs and spices and uh, baking it, it gives it a a nice texture, which then can be used in a stir-fry or in a sandwich or just as a snack or cut julienne and put on top of a chef's
0: salad. Hmm, Sounds great. Well, you are the tofu man, um, and you are talking about uh, the the various areas you serve. I mean, if our listeners are... Saying, well, gosh, I wonder if the, they have fresh tofu ink where I live. Is there is there any like handy radius that you can give us that uh, people might be able to find it or not find it?
1: Um, well, like I said, we are in the, in most um, independent health food stores in the tri-state area, and um, you know Whole, you know, I don't I don't know if I can say names, but Whole Foods, uh, sure, you know, also carries um, one of our, you know, directly in Philadelphia, one of our uh, longest-standing. Uh, Customers and one of our favorite accounts is a scene Natural Market. Great place. Uh-huh. They carry we're well represented there in Philadelphia. Yeah. Great store and uh, been doing it a long time. They do it well.
0: Yeah, they do well. And uh, you've been doing it a while, and you obviously do it well too. So uh, I will we'll let you get back to making the tofu and the seitan and getting that out to everybody. But uh, thanks for taking time out from your day to talk with us on Vegcast. My pleasure. Okay, great. Science Our science fact for VegCast89 is Atkins diet mortality is too much meat killing low carb eaters and this is from CBS News that's the headline they chose and I can assure you that uh, for the Mainstream coverage of this particular study, I had uh, a lot of fun picking through which headline I wanted to use. I wanted to use the Keen Sentinel, uh, which had the headline, Study Finds Eating Animal Products Speeds Death. Uh, But the Keen Sentinel had a paywall, and I was not willing to pay just to get uh, a write-up of something that I could get pretty much anywhere. So we're going with CBS News uh, write-up of this study, and it is as follows. Could the Atkins diet be sending people to an early grave? It just might. A new study by Harvard scientists shows that the death rate among people who eat a diet that's low in carbs and high in animal protein is higher than that of people who follow other eating patterns. In contrast, people who ate a low-carb diet that included lots of vegetables had a lower risk of death, the study found. To conduct the study, researchers tracked the eating habits and health of 85,000 women and 45,000 men for more than 20 years. The study was published in the September 7th issue of Annals of Internal Medicine. So right there, we're stressing that this is not exactly one of those fly-by-night studies or one of those let's watch people over a period of three weeks and see if they lose weight on the Atkins diet, which there were a lot of back in 2002 when I should mention once again that Gary Taubes had his uh, famous uh, What If Fat Doesn't Make You Fat piece in the New York Times magazine that helped spur the uh, rehabilitation of the Atkins diet as a popular Option uh, and Talb's promises that there were studies coming that were going to show how healthful this was and how effective it was uh, at making you lose weight without causing any damage. Uh, now we're seeing some of those actual long-term studies. We never did see anything other than very short-term things that showed any kind of health benefit, uh, and those health benefits were. All very narrowly focused on, uh, saying lowering triglycerides for a certain amount of time. Now we're seeing some of the long-term effects, however, that critics of Taubes and Atkins uh, pointed out at the time. And we're seeing those actually confirmed by a massive scientific study. To continue uh, reading this particular report, men and women who ate an animal protein-based low-carb diet were 23% more likely to die during the course of the study. Those who ate a low-carb diet that included lots of plant foods were 20% less likely to die. And to sum up, uh, Dr. Frank B. Hu, a professor of nutrition at Harvard and the study's lead author, Told Bloomberg Businessweek, we looked at these two versions of low-carb diets and found that the impact of the two are drastically different. Those who follow the animal-based low-carb diet have an increased risk of total mortality and cancer mortality in particular. And some write-ups of this have focused on the fact that why you can possibly eat a low-carb diet and have it not be Bad for you, so low carb diets are great. Uh, Whereas I don't think the lesson necessarily is to take away from this something about low carb diets, but uh, since the study was contrasting these two eating patterns, we might assume that we might find a similar contrast. In uh, high-carb diets, uh, high-fat, low-fat, high-protein, low-protein, whatever kind of overall pattern you have, in terms of how much animal protein and animal fat you have in the diet and how much of it is coming from whole plant foods. It's the kind of thing that uh, we've been saying for a while, but it is always good to see it uh, replicated, if you will, by the scientific community in our science Okay, before we close out this last VegCast of summer 2010, uh, just a brief note about my other career, so to speak, as a vegetarian cartoonist. Uh, This doesn't have to do with my book, The Joy of Soy, which I mentioned last time, but with a standalone cartoon illustration that I had up on my website uh, back uh, 12 years ago, it was, uh, which was illustrating a little blurb that I had about uh, protein and the whole where do you get your protein question and how uh, it turns out that just about all Americans get much too much protein and what happens when you have too much protein and you do not convert it to muscle. It tends to just sit around in your body and become extra fat. And I illustrated this blurb with a a uh, little cartoon of a, a vegan family versus a, a standard American diet family eating all this obvious uh, ice cream and chicken legs and so forth and saying w- them saying, where do you get your protein? The joke being that uh, the vegans are all uh, very trim and uh, svelte and healthy and so forth and the uh, others are, are very unhealthy looking and flabby. Um, The point of that cartoon was not particularly about fat, but uh, what happened was uh, somebody took it upon themselves to download this image and paste onto the bottom of it a caption about a statistic of uh, having to do with Americans and obesity and uh, start circulating it, and I've been kind of amused to see it showing up here and there over the years, Uh, As with people actually coming up and showing it to me. Hey, have you seen this? And uh, I have to chuckle. Yeah, I I drew that back in the day. Not sure who added that caption, but uh, just recently on Twitter, somebody pulled that up and did a whole critique about the... the cartoon as though I had made a cartoon and added the caption. So this is just a way of saying be careful what you find on the Internet. Uh, If you don't know its provenance, uh, be careful about ascribing certain motives to it. But also, if you happen to see this particular cartoon, uh, you should know that uh, it was not intended for public release as a cartoon with a caption. It was something that was only intended to illustrate this particular text that I had written, which unfortunately is no longer available now, but uh, which I will reconstitute at some point uh, just to put this illustration back to use. Maybe I'll go do that right now as we are out of time. Want to thank our sponsor Light Live. you can find them at lightlife.com where they say join us and be pro veggie I also want to thank Cyrus Parasta for talking with us about YOY uh, must We Eat the Animals, I'm giving us a copy to play on this VegCast. And, of course, I also want to thank Gary Obramowitz uh, for speaking with us about all things tofu and all things Allentonian. And, of course, thank you, the VegCast listener, for downloading and subscribing to VegCast. We'll be back, hopefully, by the end of the month. Until then, get out there and live like you mean it.
1: Veg.